So I want to be brief here because I want to allow time, but we have an opportunity today that when you get this opportunity, you snatch it. Uh, we have Dr. Hong Yang with us today and his wife, Esther. And uh, I, know, I know he'll share some of this, but basically the story of his life is grow up in China, become a part of the Communist Party. In fact, I think he was in the Communist military. And today his story now is being used vitally and powerfully by God, especially in the underground church movement in China. Dr. Yang travels the world. Um, the thing I am most attracted to him about, I just love, is, is this energy and this passion. It's kind of like, you know what? Uh, if I'm going to go somewhere, can I speak Friday? Can I speak Saturday? Can I speak Sunday? I only have one life. I only have one life. I only have a certain amount of time on this earth, and all I want to do is communicate and share the gospel. And you'll pick that up really fast when he uh, is uh, going to share with us this morning. But this is just an awesome opportunity for us, and it's a way for us to just open our hearts and minds to what God is doing uh, in different places and how he uses us in different ways, and especially Dr. Yang's way. So would you welcome the Yangs to NAPNAS this morning? And we're going to start by uh, uh, watching a video, a couple videos that he's brought to us this morning. And there's China. Few places in the world are seeing the explosion of God's power like the underground church in China is experiencing. And in the last 60 years, China's communist government has done its best to wipe Christianity off the map. What you are about to see is some of the rarest footage on the planet. In this church, the people wake up at 4.30 to come together for two hours to pray and worship. They do this every day. This church meets in the only place they are safe, a cave. This church meets on a farm, far away from prying eyes. Here's an example of an underground church outreach. The people sitting are Christians. The people who are standing are not. This particular preacher was once crippled, but was healed when someone prayed for her. She now preaches the good news of Jesus to anyone who will listen. In this particular meeting, over 1,000 people became Christians. Here, Christians cast out demons from an 18-year-old girl. She's now a preacher. In Shanghai alone, there are over 3,000 house churches, just like this one. One thing Dennis pointed out to me was that most of the underground churches in China are actually led by young people. These kids have all come out of the communist system, and they want nothing to do with it. They only want to spread the love of Jesus to everybody they meet. This is a music school. Well, that's the cover anyway. It's really a training school for students who want to be pastors. 
the government thinks they're simply learning to play instruments. One thing I quickly realized about the Chinese church is that it's a lot different from the American one. For one thing, they think a four-hour sermon is short. In this church service, it's 120 degrees inside the building. The people meet for 12 hours straight. Dennis told me one story about a time he went to a very remote village in China to preach. He was led into a large room where the people were packed so closely together that he had his back to the wall and could reach out and touch the row in front of him. Everyone stood. There was no room to sit. He asked how long he should preach for, and they told him from 8.30 to 7 at night. Then they asked him, if it wasn't too much trouble, could you come back tomorrow and preach from 8.30 to 7 again? And then, very sheepishly, they asked again, if you'd be so kind, could you come back the day after that and preach from 8.30 to 7? He asked how often he should take breaks, and they told him not to stop. The people will wait. Then he asked them what he should preach on. Everything, they replied, from Genesis to Revelation. And then it dawned on him, these people had no Bibles. Slow down, slow down. Everybody will have your copy today. First time receiving their Bible, one of our underground Bible schools. So I praise God for this Bible I received first time in my life. Thank God for donors, for prayer supporters, that we have our first Bible in our underground church. Thank God and thank our supporters. Praise the Lord. It is wonderful. And it is a great honor and privilege for us to be here with all of you. And today, I want to you to have a little bit of taste about how the Chinese churches worship underground in the house churches in the vast land of China. And because when our praises go up, the presence of the Lord will come down. When our prayers go up, the power of God will come down. And today, I want to worship together with you with a Chinese song. The title of this song, it said, God is here. And the meaning of this song is that the presence of the Lord is here. The word of God is here. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is here. And here is a different world. Look how good. And beautiful when brothers dwell together in unity is like the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion because love is here, peace is here, light is here, and life is here. All the bestowed blessings Jehovah are here, and if you want to have it, it is in our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is a beautiful worship song. Anybody who knows Chinese, 
you are more than welcome to sing with me in voice in Chinese. But even if you don't know Chinese, you can still worship with me with your hand, with your heart, and also with your spirit. Therefore, let's stand up and worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Zali 在这里，生命在这里，耶和华所命定的父都在这里。你若想要得到他，在耶稣基督里，你若想要得到他，在耶稣基督里。Hallelujah, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, you may be seated, and it is in our Lord Jesus Christ that we can have love, because God is love, and it's also in our Lord Jesus Christ that we can have peace, because he is the Prince of Peace, and he is our peace, and he has made peace between men and our Father in heaven. And so, therefore, also in our Lord Jesus Christ, and we can have light. And Jesus said, I am the light of men. I am the light of this world. So, therefore, let your light so shine before men so others can see your good deeds and give honor and glory to our Father above. And it's also in our Lord Jesus Christ that we can also have life. And Jesus said, I came to this world not to condemn it, but to give you life and a more abundant of life. Not only in our Lord Jesus Christ, while we are still living and breathing on earth, can enjoy the abundance of life in our Lord Jesus Christ, but also I am looking forward the blessed hope, the life there and then, the everlasting hope, and we are going to enjoy in the eternities and in the great future. We are going to enter through the pearl gates and we are going to walk on the streets of God. We, we are going to enjoy the presence and glory of God Almighty. And in the last days, when we are going to meet the Lord one day or another, and we can hear our Lord say to all of us, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Come and enter into the joy of your master. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord greatly use you. May, the, may you receive the great reward one day that is waiting for you in heaven. Hallelujah. Lord bless all of you. Amen.
Let's praise the Lord together. Put your hand together and praise the Lord. Lift him up. Lift up the name of Jesus. John 12, 32 says, Jesus says, I, if I am exalted, lifted up like the cross of Christ, I will draw all people unto me. I'm convinced that the center of our Christian faith, Christianity, it has to be Christ. That's why Christianity. And the center of Christ, as we see, I love this very much as I entered this morning, is the cross. The center of Christianity is Christ, and the center of Christ is the cross. That's why Paul said, I desire to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. Praise God. Amen. And Galatians 2.20, he said, I have been together crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave his life for me. Love and give. John 3.16, for God is so loved that he gave. Wow, powerful of their lives, of their entire beings. I'm so honored for the privilege of coming to share with you what the Lord has done in my life, in our life. My wife just came back from China a week ago, and I just came back from Africa and going next week again to minister all over northern Africa, majority Muslim nations. So pray for me. Morocco, Niger, uh, Mali, Liberia, praise God. And this time I'm going to Senegal also, praise God. It just came back uh, a little over 10 days ago. So pray for me. Great honor and share with you what the Lord has done. Psalm 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all your people. Serve the Lord not with sadness or madness. Serve the Lord with what? Gladness. And come before his presence with singing, joyful song. We sing because we know him. It says, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We will never know who we are until we know whose we are. Acts 27, Paul said, the angel of the Lord last night, the angel of the God, whose I am and whom I serve, says. Three things, you got to find it out. Powerful messages or three things what the Lord said to Apostle Paul for the storms of our lives. All powerful. So we'll never know who we are until we know who we are. And as Psalm 100 answers that question of who we are, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture and the flocks of his hand. So when we know our identity, undeniable, unmistakable, unstoppable, praise God, amen, then we can have the intimacy and authority and liberty to enter his gates with thanksgiving, and to his course with praise, praise, and more praises because the Lord inhabits the praises of his people who are us. Psalm 22, verse 3. Amen. So we come to praise the Lord and lift up his name because the last verse says Psalm 100. For the Lord God, he is good. Because he is good, he is good all the time. And all the time he is good. And he is good no matter what? Amen? For his mercy is everlasting and his truth, his truth endure to A-L-L. A-L, all generations, starting with A-L-L, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you people, ending with A-L-L, for his truth endures to all generations. And I also praise God for Psalm 150, the last Psalm, in the first two verses, Pastor Chip, actually four reasons given for rejoicing. 
rejoice and praise God. So praise the Lord, first of all, for the privilege and honor of being in his sanctuary without a fear of police attack. Like in underground church, one of our Bible schools is actually in a cave, has been operating there for about 10 years now. You know, here in America, we take things for granted sometimes, you know. So praise God in his sanctuary and don't take it for granted. You have no air conditioning, you can see. 120 degrees, you know. And second, praise the Lord in the firmament of his dunamis, power. He shall receive this same dunamis. The same power that raised our Lord Jesus from the dead resides in you. Praise God. Think about it. That's Ephesians 3.20. You'll see, according to the power that works in you. For the kingdom of God is within you. Look no further, left and right, front and back. Is in you. Amen. And so when you come to Jesus Christ, praise God in the sanctuary for the privilege and honor. Praise God in the firmament of his power. With the power for the purpose. That's why I like your purpose statement. I see it everywhere as I entered. To help people to step into the next few steps of transformation relation with Christ. Wonderful statement. And then third, praise God for his mighty works. Why mighty works? Because there is a power source. You cannot have the source if you cannot have the resource without the source. And when you have the resource, you don't have to worry about the source. Amen? Praise God. Source and resource. Jesus Christ is both the source and resource, the giver and the forgiver, and the supply, and because he's the supplier. Praise God. Joy and peace and hope. And finally, praise God, according to his excellent greatness. Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. That's how the whole book of Psalms ended. That everyone that has breath, praise the Lord. I come to praise the Lord for his salvation in my soul, for his healing of my body, for his touching my mind. As Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Be touched with the mind of Christ. It's a resurrection mind. Resurrection mind. Praise God. He humbled himself. It's a mind of humility. And it became obedient, mind of obedience. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him a name that is above all name. And at the name of Jesus, Philippians 2.11 says, Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess in heaven, on earth, and even under the earth. Even in hell, I'm talking about. That Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's powerful. I come to praise him because also once I was lost, but now I'm found. Once I was blind, but now I can see. And once for over 20 years, atheist and communist. And out of the 25 years, secretary of the Communist Party of the youth in central China. But today I'm saved and sanctified and filled by the Holy Spirit and called to be a preacher. And I've been a missionary for 28 years since 1989 with my wife. I thank God for the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the purpose that Jesus has in our life that is stated in your statement, transformation. Through the renewing, transforming of your life or the renewal of your mind. Romans 12, 2. Praise God. But I never heard of Jesus Christ until I was a little over 20 years old. And I want to open a scripture to share with you a little bit about this. A passion for missions and for Jesus' mission in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. If you have your Bible, let's... Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. Or you can project it on the board, whichever comes easier. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. 
one of my favorite passages because I teach cross-cultural missions, cross-cultural counseling, cross-cultural communication, you know. And a passion-packed passage with the central purpose like you have on the board and on the wall in the lobby. And it says, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 9, 19 through 23, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul said, For though I'm free from all men, I have made myself a doulos, a bond slave unto all, that I might win the more. The more, the merrier. M-O-R-E. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Matthew 25, 29. To everyone that already has, more shall be given unto you that you might have abundance. More passion. More vision. More victory. More mission, more fruition. Praise God. It's just more fruit, you know, more of Christ and the Holy Spirit, more word. Amen. It says, he gave four examples. To the Jews, I became as a Jew so as to win the Jews. To those living under the law, as one under the law, though I'm no longer under the law, but to win those under the law, I'm willing to be put under the law. Third group, worse than having the yoke of the law, are those who are living without even the knowledge of the law. To those without law, I become one as without law to win those without the law. Even though I'm not without the law of God, but under the law of Christ. Fourth group, to those who are weak. Like pastor said, maybe financial, relational, who knows. You know, economical, you know, physical. I become as weak as the weak. So as to, so as to, fifth time now. Fifth time. Plan may differ, but the purpose, the purpose is the same. Win the weak. Here is the gospel punchline. Maybe the last verse will make it. I have become all things to all men that by all means save, didn't say all, S-O-M-E. Last verse, 23, I have become all things to all. For I do all this for the sake of the gospel, not ego, not logo, not title, you know, not denominational, not organizational, for Christ. So as to share his blessings with you. With you is why I'm here soliciting, enlisting partnership with you because nobody can do it alone. Together as the kingdom of God and God's people. I want to give you just a highlight of my testimony because of time. And I want to thank God for this privilege and honor. Pastor Chip, I thank you. Where is my proud food connection? Brother Nick, my, my connection here. Got to know Brother Nick's uh, grandfather, Pastor, uh, Brother Don Proudfoot, exactly 20 years ago. 1997, on the Holy Land study tour with uh, uh, Brother Don Proudfoot in, in the Israel. It just always been in touch for 20 years now. Through this great connection, get to know you wonderful godly folks here in Napoleon Nazarene. Praise God. Amen. What a joy. Amen. But 1983, the first time I ever heard of the gospel in late October 83, born October 63. Brought up in atheism, communism, not just as an evil system, but family structure. Grandfather was a fighter, underground fighter of communism. Never heard of the gospel. Grandparents, parents, uncles, aunts, all leaders within the communist party. Even my father-in-law, diehard communist, fought against us like crazy, you know. When, especially when I became a Christian, you are talking about a lot of kung fu on me also. 
By the way, I used to be a little kung fu, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, no more. But there is not much kung with this fool. Amen. <laughs> I'm a fool for Jesus now because even the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom. Amen. Even the weakness of God, if there is any, is more powerful than man's strength. Amen. Praise God. I want to get that clear. Amen. Listen to this. So as a result, guess what happened as I was growing up? Brainwashing of indoctrination of uh, uh, evolution. No God. No creation. And we're monkeys by evolution. We have to touch our monkey tail. They made us feel our monkey tail to make sure who we were. So mama called the doctor and the doctor said, no more monkey jumping on the bed, I guess, you know. You know, 20 years of this, never heard of the gospel or the name of Jesus even once. Not just me. Hundreds of millions just like me then. And still 900 million today in communist China have never had the chance to even see a Bible, hear the gospel. Out of how many people? 1.4 billion, 1,400 million. We don't even have 400 million. We have only 300 million here. There is 1,000 plus 400 million, 900 million have never heard the gospel. And you see the Bible situation. One Bible for about 40,000 people in China. I guess Napoleon would not even have one copy somewhere hidden, you know, in Napoleon, Ohio. And among the Christians, it's about one Bible for 200 believers. I've seen so many hand-copied Bibles. You know, it's, uh, they love the Word of God. And you'll see from my experience, but 1983, as I was serving fifth year as the secretary of the Youth Community Party, I had a chance to study English and American language and literature in college. And through English and American study, I heard of the Bible. And when I heard about the quotation from the Bible by Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, John Banyan's Pilgrim Progress, Nathaniel Hawthorne's A Scarlet Letter, among many other that you know, masterpieces, I was also confused because I didn't know what they were talking about. But before this confusion, I, I also studied Confucius, you know. But the more I studied Confucius, the more I get confused, amen. <laughs> It's like the fortune cookie sayings you see in Chinese restaurants, and nobody knows what a fortune cookie is among 1.4 billion people in China, by the way, in case you don't know. <laughs> I think it's invented somewhere in San Francisco, you know, Chinatown. <laughs> Seriously speaking, when I first came to eat in the Chinese restaurant in America, first came as a foreign student, I found a paper in my mouth. <laughs> honest to God, honest to God, you know. <laughs> yeah, Amen. But long story short, guess what happened? I was also living in deception. Because after so many years of lies, I was deceived and depressed. I could see, like Apostle Paul says to Timothy, have nothing to do with the fruitless work of darkness. Well, I had my list of the fruitless work of devilish darkness. Five Ds, very briefly, to make it shorter. First of all, deception. Deceived by atheism, communism, and a human adoration worship of Mao Zedong, the dictator who killed over 60 million of his own people. He killed more people than Hitler and his own teacher, uh, uh, Joseph Stalin, put together. Over 100 million people who were killed, victimized by communism. China, number one, almost 60 million by one man. 30 years, not one Bible allowed, not one church allowed, not one Christian allowed. And not one Christian camp, 3,000 Christian ministers were locked up there for life. And 2,800 or so died. Only 200 some survived. Among them, some of them became my mentors who spent 27 years in prison. Come and see the display. And I even have written a book about their life that will touch you deeply. Called Sowing in Tears, Reaping with Joy. The underground church in China that's passionate, that's powerful. That's persecuted, but that's productive, powerful stuff, you know. And listen to this. 
deception, depression. When you live long enough in de deception, you will be depressed. Then desperation, trying everything, including Confucius, confusion. And also uh, destruction, destructed every which way, trying to find answers. And the final one, headed towards the goal of the, the, the goal of the devil is destruction. Because the devil comes to what? John 10, 10. Steal, kill, and destroy. So that was my summary of my fruitless work of D. Deception, depression, desperation, destruction, and the devilish destruction. You know, praise God. But in the midst of this, I heard of the Bible. I was drinking, smoking, no money, even stealing, robbing, and stealing even cats and dogs besides chicken to stir fry, to stir fry chow chows and a meow meow. We eat real hot dog in China, by the way. Amen. And got caught a few times, beaten black and blue by the militias, thrown in the pigsty even a few times. Crazy teenage years, meaninglessness, you know. In China, we really eat hot dog, by the way. Amen. Depending on whether it's French poodle or German shepherd, doesn't matter, you know. American collie, whatever it is, you know. Because Chinese eat anything that, that flies except the airplane, amen. And we eat anything that swims except the boat. And we eat anything that has four legs except the chair that you sit on, amen, or the table, you know. So now we have a new problem that Adam and Eve could not have been Chinese. Why do you say that? Because if they were, Brother Chip, the, the devil would never have a chance to tempt nobody, amen. Because the snake would be killed and eaten long ago, amen. And now you know, amen. Revealing to you a secret, you know, amen, amen. Listen, and I started looking for Bible in the midst of my depression. I was even suicidal. My mother died, family broke into pieces, and forced a marriage, parent arranged marriage. You know, they, they did not want us to marry. We were dating, and that was bad. And hunger and starvation, nothing to eat, rationing. Just like Cuba and North Korea. I was in Cuba not long ago. Unbelievable. And I was looking for a Bible in order to understand Shakespeare and Dickens who were quoting the Bible. Many authors, nobody knew what the Bible was. And I didn't know until I was reading English literature. They said the only way we could legally get one was to apply with the government. My boss, General Secretary of the Communist Party. And when I went to him, he rejected me and warned me that he's the opium of the people. Like cocaine, marijuana, opium, you know. That's the definition of the word of God by Karl Marx, whose teacher, whose student disciple, Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong of China, you know. But I persisted. I like Luke 19 because that's where the parable of the persistent widow, you know. 1983, this was, this was October, petitioning, applying. Finally, praise God, persistent widow worked. Amen. This, of course, he knew me three years, the general secretary, my boss. Help me get a Bible. Well, okay, so my sincerity, obedience, respect for three years. 81, know him. This is late October 83. Gave me a special permission to the fan book section. And there, after much cleaning that thing, I found a copy. Not even my new King James Version. King James English Bible in the Chinese fan book section of the library. Labeled as under the section called Western Pornographic Literature. That was the first time I saw a Bible. But to make a long story short, Two weeks I read the Bible. I had to finish it. First of all, hunger. Second, that was all the time they gave me as a personal favor from general secretary, same last name. And Spirit of God touched me deeply. I didn't, I didn't intend to study the for meaning and purpose of life, even though my life was miserable and meaningless. Yet I find the purpose and meaning. And the first page of the Bible, it both exposed the light of the devil. Genesis 1.26, when Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the first mention of the Trinity in theology. Let us... 
I'm not talking with no monkeys or, or chimpanzees. Amen. Let us, the Father, and Holy Spirit, make man in our image. Amen. And in his likeness, he made us in God's likeness, male and female. It touched me deeply, but the first time I realized I was not a monkey by evolution, but a child of God by his creation. We are not monkeys by evolution. We are children of the Lord by his wonderful creation, created in his likeness image, male and female, for such a time as this. Just like Esther 4.14, for such a time as this. And as I was reading Proverbs, deeply moved, much better than Confucius, Confucian, Proverbs, you know. And you know, Ecclesiastes, then when I read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, John, touched me deeply. I found myself without even knowing, unconscious, subconsciously, I began to cry without even knowing why. Now I know it was the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God. Conviction of the Spirit and the power of the Word working in me. I began to weep. And, and the, the love of Jesus, the forgiveness of Jesus, and the compassion of Jesus, especially the seven last words he uttered on the cross, melted the hatred and the bitterness away. I was full of bitterness and darkness and hatred. Lying, cheating was like nothing. We never even thought about it because everybody was doing it, you know. But listen, it began to expose to me the darkness, the problem, that I don't just have problems. I am the problem, you know. This is about a sin, S-I-N, and it touched me deeply. I began to cry out to God. I never heard of Jesus until this time, and before I knew it, my Bible had to be turned in. End of the second week, but I said, what should I do? And I feel an urge and hunger, 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 copy the Bible. In the last two days, before they took away the Bible, I copied. Wherever it touched me, gave me inspiration, hope, and peace, and joy, like I never knew in 20 long years. I copied in my notebooks about 300 pages in three of my notebooks. Finally, my Bible was taken away from my hand, but the Word of God, they could not take it away from my heart. Amen? Like a seed. Like a seed. Amen? And touched me deeply. I meditated upon it and memorized and studied and memorized what I copied. My manuscript that I copied from the Bible when I had it, and it began to speak to me more personally. And I had dreams and visions. Do you know God is using dreams and visions to reach and save over 1,000 Muslims a day? I met many of them in Niger, in, in, in Mali, Morocco. It's just unbelievable. Pray for me as I go in about 10 days. Amen. Uh, listen to this. As a result, I saw myself in a battleground watching with others, onlooker, fighting two giants. I thought it was Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris, you know. Kung Fu again, you know. You know, by the way, I personally met Chuck Norris, had a shake and a long time photo several years ago in Dallas, Texas. was a highlight, you know. Almost wanted to learn a little more Kung Fu, you know what I mean? Some nerve system, you know what I mean? But listen, so Mendel, he was giving his testimony in a big conference. And listen, as a result, guess what? I saw the evil giant after bitter and bloody and brutal fighting, the evil giant was knocked down and knocked out. Dead. Down and out, you know? We may be down, but we're never out. Amen, praise God. And listen, and the victorious one rushed towards me to reach me as the other fled. I tried to flee, but I couldn't run away. I was like sinking in the miry clay in the bottomless pit. And he called me by name. The most shocking thing, like Isaiah 43, verse 1 says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your own very name, and you are mine. He called me. Hong Yang, Hong Yang, do not run away from me. I was shocked. He knew my name. And I looked back. He already got grab hold of me as I was sinking in the miry clay, you know, bottomless pit of atheistic communism, evolution, Darwinism, humanism. When he lifted me up, I heard him say, for I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm Jesus Christ, your Lord. I woke up crying, shouting. 
There were seven other people in the dorm, four bunk beds. They thought I was crazy because it didn't happen once or twice, like six or seven days and nights. Until finally, they even reported me. They thought they were crazy, man, in the dorm. Couldn't sleep at night, you know. And even daytime, as I was reading, I could feel the same vision, see the same dream, and weep and cry. Until final night of conviction, I got on my knees because I heard him say, Do not run away from me, Hong Yang, anymore. Under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, I got on my knees and I began to cry. People thought I was crazy, laugh at me, but I didn't care. I opened the thing, the only thing I had, and I had to hide. Which was the manuscript I copied from the Bible. And opened and I saw one passage was speaking to me. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord. How? Confess with your mouth. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And believe also in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Raised from the dead, then you shall be saved. I just follow those. Never met a Christian. But praise God, the moment I received Jesus with confession and repentance, suddenly the joy of the Lord flooded my soul. And the peace of God and the love of Jesus overwhelmed me from the top of my head to the palm of my feet. And this was like first week of December. After having the manuscripts, November, same year, 83, and my life was never the same anymore. But how did I get to know American mentors and churches? Eight months later. Long story short, I met a couple from Cleveland. Not Ohio, the big Cleveland, but the small Cleveland, Tennessee, Lee College, Cleveland, Tennessee. And from this couple, I received my first Bible at the age of 21. And later I heard about the group. We got connected through them called Open Door with Brother Andrew, Open Doors. And my team and I got to know the underground church. And I became a worker and a student of the underground church and Bible school. And in one year, we received and helped smuggle and distribute over one million Bibles in central China alone. And it caused great revival of millions of people coming to Jesus Christ. And even now, my province, Henan, H-E-N-A-N, is the strongest province in China, Christian revival, along with the worst persecution. You can go to Google one DVD called Jesus, the cross, colon, Jesus in China, you will see about it. Or the bitter cup, Jesus in China, or the cross, Jesus in China, you will see five minutes, ten minutes, powerful stuff. And I say all this to let you know that as a result, I got saved and I got discipled by this wonderful couple. And they're still my mentors 33 years later. Remember, it's got this 84. And God opened many doors. And the greatest of all is that it got me a scholarship to go to study in the School of Theology located in Cleveland, Tennessee. I didn't know how to pronounce Cleveland. Guess what we call it? Cleverland, you know. <laughs> Cleverland. And I didn't even know what a theology was. Finally find out what it was. And now I got to apply for my passport if I wanted to go anywhere. And I had a fear. And God said, go. Even the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Because if I am for you, who can be against you? That's why I love the verse that the pastor has on the shirt of Romans 8.31. If God be for us, he is for us. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll never fail you. I'll never forget you. I'll be with you always. Be strong. And therefore be strong and courageous. Go. Praise God. Powerful. And I went by faith. In spite of fear. Faith is never the total absence of fear, but a faith is the action and decision to move forward in spite of fear. And when God sees your faith, Mark 2, 5, when he saw your faith, oh, things happen. Praise God. And the Lord touched me deeply as I went. Let me tell you this. Finish almost. Yes, oh my, praise God. I, I'm very conscious about that. And let me tell you, and the Lord played a miracle for me. He did a miracle in front of me in the communist office. This is my last one. This way. Oh, wonderful. You are going to study American technology, full scholarship study technology with these uh, professors. Guess what happened? This red word theology 
and they thought it was some kind of advanced American technology and immediately approved me to go to study school of technology located in Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> Let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And give me money and give me sponsorship. They give me sponsorship. I didn't even ask. They said, we want to help you with your travel expenses. And they supported me for my travel expense. And I didn't even ask. Okay, I had no money to buy the ticket. But God touched their heart. Man, he could use some of the atheist communists and how I came to America. September 3rd, 1985, after graduation, July 1985. And now I've been traveling, preaching. By the end of this year, I've got 13 years in China after finishing my technology and later arrested, put in jail, including putting in a cage. I was like a caged dog or a monkey for three days. No food, no drink, no sleep. And all my friends, co-workers arrested, 24 of them, seven days a night, chained like animal. No food, no drink, no sleep. How to use the bathroom? Too bad. Use your pants. I mean, it's rough, you know. And you might, it's like I'm better for a piece of bread. You would almost do anything. And sign anything. Most of that, we didn't understand what was signed, you know, confession, whatever. But listen to this. The Lord opened the door for me. If I couldn't, couldn't go back to, to China, then my wife still continues. Anybody interested to talk to her, talk to us in the table display. And I've written several books and I'll make available. But God opened many other doors, preaching all over Latin America. I'm a Chinese, Southern, hillbilly, Latino. Amen. From Cleveland. Amen. Now, I really want to learn French because there are 200 million French-speaking Africans of 18 nations. Much more than the nation of France of 50 million. This is over 250 million who speak French in Africa, northern and west, northwest Africa. So pray that I'll have the desire, maybe in the next 10 days, learn something. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Very close to Spanish, but I want to learn. And I thank God for your uh, mission dedication because your church, I know, is a very mission-minded church. Always hear a good thing about the Nazarene Church and the Christian Missionary Alliance Church. Very mission-minded. And I see the missions work that you have all over the world and cooperate together, partner together. It's all about with you. I become all things to all men by all means. We can share his blessing together. Partners of his blessing through partakers of his blessing through partners one with another. That's why we come to share with you. Share with, you can support an underground pastor for only $100. They live on 2 $3 a day. And a Bible school student live on dollar. We go, D-D-D. What do you mean? Dollar day difference. We sponsor over 500 underground Bible school students. Operate 13 underground Bible schools. You can come see the picture. They live on $1 a day. Only one meal with meat in a week. D-D-D. So pray. And a Bible. The greatest is Bible. Study Bibles and various Bibles. Check with us as the Lord touch your heart. And anything we can do for you, pray for you. Uh, we certainly will be honored to pray for you. And once again, thank you, Pastor Ship, for the privilege. And to God be the glory. And my testimony is that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus our Lord. Because it is the what? The dunamis, the power of God. And my life verse for you is Acts 20, 24, where it said, Paul said, I count my life as nothing dear unto me. If only I may finish my race with joy. And finish the ministry the Lord has given me, which is to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Pray for me that I'll win many souls and make many disciples even in the next three weeks. Thank you and God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. If you just had a little bit more passion, I would have been there. 
So you now you see why we want to take this opportunity. And uh, you have a chance after church if you'd like. They have a table up. Just, uh, just spend a few seconds with them. It'll rub off on you a little bit. You can talk to them. Um, we put a basket out there. If you'd like to, to give something to his ministry, you can do that today. I'm sure there's ways that he uh, has that you can partner with him, get information. But um, it's just wonderful to be able to, uh, to be uh, exposed to someone who is doing this kind of work. It challenges me. Um, it inspires me. And it moves me. And so we wanted to give you that opportunity to, uh, to see someone like that. Visit their table. Again, there's a basket there if you would like to give to them through a love offering. Um, and there may be a partnership. I'm sure that there's ways to communicate and email and, and all that. So um, thank you guys for coming. You've blessed us this morning. And so let's stand and pray. <clears throat> Father, um, there's no doubt what you're doing. There's no doubt of what you're doing with and through the Yangs. So, Lord, we pray for our brother and sister. We just ask, Lord, that you would continue to bless them, empower them, strengthen them, protect them, we pray. And, Lord, may their lives challenge our lives. Um, We're not going to travel around the world, uh, most of us. But, Lord... Our neighborhoods need Jesus. Our workplaces need Jesus. Our families need Jesus. And so, Lord, help us, too, to not be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. Lord, thank you for this morning. May it stay with us as we go from this place. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you this morning.